Global Eco Energy are your renewable energy specialists. Working with Eco4 and Home Energy Scotland to offer grants and funding, we specialize in heat pump, solar and battery installations, as well as internal, external, and cavity wall insulation. Prices starting from as little as £4,995 for solar PV and from £8,995 for a heat pump installation. For a free quote, free survey, and to find out more about grants and funding options, call 0800 The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Less than 20 hours to go to Celtic against Rangers tomorrow, 12.30 in the east end of Glasgow. We'll be on live and with us tonight, the next two hours, the former Celtic star Andy Walker and the former Rangers captain and legend Barry Ferguson. Looking forward to... The massive game tomorrow. The headlines tonight for Celtic, there's no Cameron Carter-Vickers. First reaction, he's not fit, he's not making it. Andy, how big a blow? Oh, it's a huge blow. I think it's a huge blow, Paul, because when you think about last season, and I know that Kyogo was the player of the year, I think in a lot of Celtic supporters' minds, Cameron Carter-Vickers was just as impressive. He was a great leader, he was a great captain. And he's really struggled to shake off that injury for some time now. And you could see in the game against Dundee that I think he knew immediately that it was a bad one. You know, when you're holding your hamstring like that, it never looks good. Barry, you said a couple of weeks ago he's the best defender at the moment in the country. Big blow for Celtic. Massive blow. Um, I thought he strolled the game on a day at at Dens Park. Um, And then obviously in the second half... He pulls up again with, with this hamstring injury and obviously it's a, an issue and it's an issue that Celtic seriously need, need to get to the, the bottom of because as Andy's mentioned there, he's probably alongside Alan McGregor as Celtic's most important player. For Rangers, the big news is, well, Conor Goldson, the manager's still waiting till tomorrow to decide if he's fit. Uh, he trained. He trained and so we will, uh, we will assess this afternoon and tomorrow what to do with that. But he did do the training today. No, we, we will see tomorrow and it's with, with all the squad like that. There were a couple of others also. It's normal. This period, if you see where also the team who played most games uh, these last couple of weeks. So uh, I did some things in training, not too much. And, and I will make my decisions tomorrow after watching back the training and after speaking with, uh, with the doc and, uh, and the medical staff. Barry, any other surprises? It sounds as though, do you think Conor Goldson will make it? You just need to be wait to see how he reacts after the, the training session, Paul. But if, listen, if he's no issues, he's a, a certain starter. He's a big player for Rangers. He's a leader at the back. He's a good communicator. Um, but I think they'll wait to um, tomorrow morning. Um, when Once he wakes up, if he's no issues, then Conor Goldson will certainly been the start of 11. What about the news yesterday we brought about the loan signing Silva from uh, Wolves? Clearly, it, it doesn't come officially until the 1st, until Monday. Um, psychologically, doesn't do any harm, does it, bringing in a £35 million loan striker? Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. A couple of years ago, Wolves obviously bought him for £35 million yeah. from Porto. Good pedigree, he's been out on loan a, a, a couple of times. He's been involved in the, um, in the Wolves team this season. I listened to Gary O'Neill, the Wolves manager, saying that he... he he needs to get a bit of game time and he expects to get that at Rangers. 
So, yep, it's good to see that Rangers are starting uh, their business early and I would fully expect another two or three players in, Paul. Some other news from Celtic. Hatate and uh, Abada, you've seen... Well, well, Abada's been out for four months, I think, Andy. Two months for Hatate. Yeah. They look to be in the squad tomorrow. Yeah, they're in the squad. I, I don't think either of them will start. I think if you are looking at them both being, being fit and, and sharp, they would both play, they would both add to Celtic's threat, Celtic's um, you know control of the game for the middle of the park. And I think they've they've missed that in some of the big games, I think. Uh, they were very good, very impressive, relentless against Dundee, but it's a different game tomorrow. And I think you want all the experience that you can that you can get and it might be a big problem with, with Celtic at the back with no Carter Vickers uh, it looks as though Lager Bielka is, is nowhere to be seen Navrovsky is nowhere to be seen Nat Phillips nowhere to be seen there's been a lot of money spent on that uh, position in the summer and uh, it just hasn't worked out so I don't think anyone could have foreseen you know Liam Scales going into this game alongside Stephen Welsh but it looks that way Brendan Rodgers spoke about the confidence that he has in Stephen Welsh. Absolutely. As you've seen, Stephen, we played against Feyenoord and played very, very well. Um, I really liked seeing him. I, I, I brought him with me as a young player when I was here first time round. And he was um, he's only a kid then, but he's really matured. Stephen maybe hasn't played so much as he would have liked, but only because of the, the form of Cam and, uh, and Carl Starfield when he was here. Uh, so that was the challenge for him. But he's always there as a loyal support to play and I know that I can trust him when when I put him in so uh, so if he's the guy that gets the chance to play then uh, I've, I've got every faith that he can perform and this is what he had to say about uh, Hatati and Abada yeah well we're just hopefully they, they've they've trained and uh, Liel a little bit longer so we don't want to rush them but uh, but if they come through well today then they'll be uh, they'll be involved in the in the squad for tomorrow yeah, but well, if you think of the, the two of them, they've not featured so much really at all over the course of this first part of the season, and they, they're obviously two players that have really contributed over the last few seasons. So, um, so yeah, they're, they're excited to be back. Um, like you say, I'm just mindful of of the stage that they're at, but they're, they've shown up well in training. They're, they're happy and want to be involved, and then we'll we'll see. Hopefully, they've come through with no ill effects after today. Well, yeah, they're, they're both. Very good performers. I think Liel is is a player that he, he's a he's a goal scorer who, who obviously he plays wide, but he's for me he's a goal scorer. So uh, I think his record in terms of since he's been here goals to games is very very good. Um, so I know he just wants to get back on the field again. It's been a challenging few months for him with injury and everything else, but um, but but he looks really good in training. And um, yeah, if I need him over the course of tomorrow or the coming. The rest of the season, sorry, then I'll be happy to do that. And Rio is a is a big talent, so um, so it'll be great to have him back. So Andy, does that mean up front it's uh, Palma and Maeda along with Kyogo? Who who do you think is going to start? Yeah, I think it'll be Palma. I think it'll be Maeda. And obviously, you're looking for yet again another big performance from Kyogo. His record in this game, what is it, half a dozen, maybe six or seven games he has played against Rangers, and he seems to score every time. He looks dangerous every time. Uh, the only goal of the game at Ibrox earlier this season. It was a tremendous finish. He needs better service. Um, he's not been as sharp as he was. Uh, he's not having many efforts at goal as, as, he, as he used to have. I thought he was a bit unlucky with the time he went through, dinked it over the goalkeeper. It just went past the post. But um, as long as you're always in those positions to miss, uh, to, to, to try and score, and 
as I say, his record in this game, that is why you want him uh, playing from the start tomorrow. Let's get the Rangers' latest way. You mentioned about Connor Goldson. He was asked again about him for the team tomorrow. I cannot answer really today because uh, some trend, but it's not sure yet if they will have a reaction or not. So that's why I, I don't want to say it too fast because otherwise people think that I play games. I don't like to play games. And to say that somebody's in and then this afternoon he feels a little bit reaction from the training and we're not going to do stupid risk to, to lose players for the rest of the season. So um, so it's better to make the assessment tomorrow and uh, and then it's clear. We'll still push you, Barry, for your team and you too, Andy, uh, for tomorrow. Um, obviously big news last night with Silva signing for Rangers. Um, what about Lauren Shankland? So, and what about that goal in the derby? <laughs> the other day yeah I, I watched the game and um, I, I didn't think that the quality was great but listen sometimes you get that in derby games Paul and I thought watching Lorne Shanklin as I have done um, a lot of the season it was probably his worst game but that's what quality players do when they don't have a good game they come up with that one bit of magic and I've got to be honest with you I thought it was a brilliant goal brilliant finish he's leaned into the defender I mean Andy will be able to tell you better because he was an ex forward himself but it's cute play, leans into the defender, takes into the box and he's actually going off balance and with his, um, his wrong foot, he, he places it right into the, the top bin. Um, quality quality goal. As I said, I've seen him play better but I think overall he's, his entire game has improved so much. I think it's a sign of a good player when you're, you're not having your best mm -hmm. game and you can still come up with a goal like that, a top-class finish. You think of the finish you had against... St Mirren at Tynecastle, left foot again, top top drawer. He scored um, against Celtic at Parkhead with a header. He scored against Rangers at Ibrox. Um, he's absolutely in the... I think he's in the form of his life when everyone's talking about whether he's going to stay or whether he might be um, available for transfer. So he certainly hit... Uh, his timing is absolutely perfect for for himself, for him to get the, the best deal, whether that's staying at Hearts or, or moving elsewhere. But... I think the the big move for him came when he went to to Belgium. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. when he came back, his his overall game improved enormously, and I think you can see that it's evident in in his game every week. And he's he's obviously the the captain now. Yep, Barry is he going to be linking up with Fabio Silva at Rangers? I, I'm sure that. I mean, a lot of people say it might not happen now, but I, I would be surprised, really surprised, if Rangers still ain't interested in him. I, I still think they need another forward. Came our roof's going about for. Two stroke three month. Um, Dessers, listen, he's, he's starting to produce good good moments at this um, at this time. But for me, if he's going to be at the price round about two million pound, I, I think Rangers would be crazy not to look at it. The manager this afternoon was asked Philip Clement was asked, "Are you going to sign another striker?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> good question. I said from the beginning, I'm I'm not going to speak about those things. So uh, there's a really clear plan with the boards, with everybody in the club, what we want. And I hope that we can succeed in that in January to do everything that we have in mind. We will see. Like, I always hope also that we win every game. So um, you work hard. I know, and that I know, and that's why I'm also relaxed. I know everybody in the club is working really hard to get the best things possible, um, that everybody's super motivated to do that, that there's a really good dynamic vibe in this building with a lot of young, ambitious people 
who want to make this club better and better. So that's what we're going to do the, the next five weeks to get the best things possible for the club. But I know also it's January, so it's a special period. It's winding up to some 24 hours, Barry, and uh, quite an interesting January. You're thinking something there about the striker? Yeah, also yeah. I, I forgot about Danilo's out for another yeah. couple of mm. months, Paul, with uh, after a knee operation. Mm. Seema's just been called up with Senegal um, for the African mm. Cup of Nations. Um, so... I believe that Rangers will bring a, another centre forward in and I would be surprised if it's if it won't be Lawrence Shanklin. I'm going to take some calls then. What are you thinking? 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation <coughs> with Andy and Barry at Go Football Show. I should have said we had a good Christmas, both of you. We just came straight out the traps. Marvellous. Uh, what yeah. a great time just to be with the family. That's really all you were looking for. It was nice to have a few of them round at the house and uh, good time had by all, yeah. Good. And the Fergusons too. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Just the same as Andy, having the three kids together. You don't generally get that a lot. Um, so it was brilliant to have them and the mum and dad's up as well. Ate plenty of food and <laughs> drank a... A couple of glasses of uh, your favourite Paul Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be on the Champagne tomorrow late afternoon uh, after the big game? 12.30 kick-off Celtic against Rangers. Loads of calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. So the other games, Aberdeen against St Mirren. St Mirren on a poor run at the moment and Aberdeen just desperate to play. Hearts against Ross County. Hearts third best at the moment after a, a tough start to the season. Kilmarnock, fourth top of the table against Dundee. And Barry did say, Andy, he, he won't say it, he's too... Modest, he said. European place for Kilmarnock early in the season That's could well happen. That's yeah, bold, bold. Yeah. oh, good word. And Motherwell against Livy. My goodness, a lot riding in that one, isn't it? Tomorrow, yeah. it's just amazing that Motherwell. What is it? 15, 16 yeah. games yeah. where they haven't uh, won, and yet there's still a bit of distance between them and Livy. And if they win tomorrow, they could go level with some clubs above them. It's it's a, a, an astonishing run but they really need a home win tomorrow it's going to be tough they do Barry don't they four points between them yeah obviously watching the game at the weekend I thought the first half they were pretty poor look the weather conditions weren't great at Fir yeah. Park but I thought the second half um, that that's the model that you've seen at the start of the season they put a bit of pressure on Rangers but Rangers obviously held out um, but that, that game at Fir Park tomorrow at three o'clock I mean, that's, uh, there's going to be a few nerves about there but I think with the quality that Muller have got, um, I think they'll have far too much for Livingston. Shall we hear from some of the players? First up, the Celtic captain, because he, well, listen, we're going to talk about lots of the players, none more so important than Callum McGregor. He's been over the course so many times. How are the players feeling about the game? Players can't wait. You know, when these games come around, then, you know, there's always excitement surrounding the game inside the building, outside the building. So it's, it's just our job to, to stay calm and, and understand, you know, what we need to do, what we need to bring to the game to, to make it a success. Um, so the players trained well this morning. And, and like you say, we're, we're ready to go. We're looking forward to it. And what's he thinking about Rangers? Yeah, we've seen we've seen the stuff. We've been watching bits of the games. Um, you know what they are is they're in a good moment. Um, they feel good about themselves. So, you know that that brings a natural bounce in energy. Um, and like I said, it's, it's then up to us. It's it's a home game for us. We have to to go and and take the game to them and, and implement our style on the game and and uh, like I said, try and be successful in the game. So you know I don't see too much change in, in terms of actual style if you watch the games. Um, but but what they are in is, is a sort of confident mood and, and they'll come full of confidence as well so it'll, uh, it'll make for a good game Andy, what can you say about Callum McGregor that hasn't been said before and tomorrow is the kind of game that he could thrive in Yeah, he's just made that transition to captain seamless from Scott Brown who you might have thought might have been a problem for Celtic to find a, a, a leader who has as much influence as he did but I think Callum McGregor has shown 
both with club and country that he can perform at a really high level he's one of the first names you put on the team sheet alongside Matt O'Reilly there I think um, you know Celtic have got two obviously um, uh, names that are first down in your team sheet and it'll be I, th- I think it'll be Bernardo given his performance at, at Dundee the goal uh, the fact that they want to get a, a bit of understanding in the middle of the park and uh, I thought he showed up well at uh, Dens Park and that's why I think he'll get the nod again tomorrow Just looking at the team the last time round when they played it was O'Reilly, McGregor and Turnbull I mean, know Turnbull's been in and out Barry but you wouldn't expect him to start tomorrow would you? No I would expect the three that started at Dens Park uh, Paul Callum McGregor's a certainty and so is um, Matt O'Reilly um, and I agree with what Andy's just said there Bernardo I, I think that's his best game in a, a Celtic shirt he played a bit further forward he looked to get up and supported the strikers and obviously got that goal. Um, but he can handle the ball as well. Um, so, yep, I fully expect the three that started against Dundee to start tomorrow against Rangers. And Andy, your team then, you've virtually given it, haven't you? I take it Joe Hart and goals. Yeah, Joe Hart yeah. and goal. You're looking at the back four of Johnson and Taylor as your fullbacks, and it looks as though it's going to be Welsh and Scales with uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers out, uh, out injured. It doesn't look as though Lager Bielka has got a future. Matt Phillip, eh, Nat Phillips is, is nowhere near it. So it looks like Scales and Welsh. And then the middle of the park, McGregor O'Reilly. I, I think Bernardo will continue in that role that he had at Dens, where I thought he played well. And the front three, you're you're looking at Palma, Kyogo and uh, Maida, I think. I know Mikey Johnson got a couple of goals, but I think sometimes he's maybe better coming off the bench. Mm. Um, and it's good for him to, to get a couple of goals. He's... Um, I think he maybe divides opinion on uh, with yeah. some Celtic supporters who think he's maybe been there too long, not not made a, a big enough impact. Um, and the only way you can change that is by playing well, scoring goals. He got a couple against Dundee. If he could come on tomorrow and get one against Rangers, then that changes everyone's perception of him. Do you play Maeda down the left? To yes. Get to yes. Yes. pin back uh, James yeah. Tavernier who's been arguably Rangers best player well Tavernier always gets himself yeah. forward I think when you look at the way Rangers um, are, are going to play I don't know what Barry thinks but I don't think Yelmaz will play at left back I think if you've got a big game for Rangers you always turn to Barisic because again he's got the experience he's got the know-how he's one of the players that's been to Celtic Park and actually won a game so uh, I think that's important Barry, that is important to be over the course before and to have played in these games. Yeah, I think if Barisic is, is fit and available, he, he plays tomorrow. There's no doubt in my mind. If it was my choice, I would I would play Barisic at left back. Listen, in the past, he's had a bit of a hard time when Abad has played against him. But listen, he, he knows the games. He's played in enough of them. He knows what to expect now. So if he's fit and available, yep, Barisic plays at left back for me. What's your team then tomorrow for Rangers? Um, it'll be Butlin and goals yep. back four of Tavernier Golson Balligan and, and Barisic um, he's been pretty quiet on Lundstrom yeah. I, I don't know the case of Lundstrom's available he plays in and beside Sterling and Cantwell just in front but if Lundstrom's not available Dill who to be fair to him's yeah. come in and last couple of games done really well scored a really good goal against Motherwell and then the front three is McCausland, Seema and Dessers through the middle. It was a good one too, wasn't it? With Dessers for yeah, Bill's goal. He, he's, yeah, you can see the confidence is now slowly starting to come through with, with Dessers. He's still got a bit to go. But one, one thing you can't label against him, Paul, is his work ethic. He works very hard. Just the quality you want to see a bit more of. 
but certainly his games come on um, a fair bit in the last couple of weeks Big game for McCausland if he plays because obviously he's someone who's come through uh, the ranks there and every supporter loves to see you know someone like that breaking through making an impact which he has done and uh, there's no bigger stage for him to try and, and perform and make a difference than Parkhead tomorrow What about Lundstrom? It was suggested on the show last night he might make it I mean it looked as though he'd be out for a couple of weeks but he could make it Yeah, uh, It was you... a poor challenge on him um, a couple of weeks ago if he's fit tomorrow yeah I think he, he would play he's got the drive he's got the determination is it going to be a physical contest? I mean, I don't think Celtic shy away from that. I do think they could do a, well, a bit of physicality them, themselves. But uh, Lundstrom, certainly one that uh, can compete, win the ball and you know give it to those. Rangers have got a bit of pace in their team. That's, uh, that's where the danger is, especially uh, the likes of Seema. Seema, of course, is... Uh second top scorer for Rangers behind Tavernier and there's all the chat about Silva coming in and Seema's future the loan deal could it be transferred in the summer could he become a, a signing I don't think Rangers would be able to afford them if yeah. they're talking the 7 or 8 million yeah. pound mark I, mean, I, I don't know the budgets in terms of what's going to be available in the summer but listen one thing about Seema is he, he, he's, he's come on to a, a game he's, he's scored goals Paul and all different type of goals outside the box with his head close in two or three yards which is a forward's favourite goal and um, listen he's he, he's been one of Rangers most consistent players since Philip Clement's come in and what I love about him as well Paul he does a dirty side brilliantly he works so hard for the team sometimes you see him so many times in the left back area making last ditch tackles um, so yep he's certainly a player that's um, come on since a new manager's arrived Cyril Desers has been speaking to the media today for Rangers and he was asked what, what are you going to expect from this year first Old Firm game um, I expect an intense afternoon uh, but uh, I actually like it um, we played uh, a couple of weeks ago in Seville and um, yeah I think I like these nights uh, when everybody's against you and I think our team likes it as well and uh, of course uh, Rangers have have a good experience with like these European away games as well so yeah, we were looking forward to it. Of course, his first at Celtic Park. He played the last time at Ibrox. Yeah, can yeah. I just say to the big man, it's nothing like Betis. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. Um, I know the, the atmosphere was good over in Betis, but listen, you're going to a cauldron of fire and electricity yeah, when you go into, into Celtic Park. You'll experience something that he's never experienced before in his life. Um, but listen, I like when he talks, Paul. Um, that's why I'm desperate for him to do so well. He's... He's got a brilliant attitude. He's, look, he's struggled at times, but he has scored a few goals and as I said earlier on, I see his game starting to come on and improve a bit. Andy, as a striker, do you see a, a top player in there potentially? Yeah, potentially. I think at the start of the season he struggled. I didn't know what his strengths were. He, he looked out of sorts along with a number of the, the signings, but to be fair to Philippe Clement since he's come in I think he's improved everyone's level of performance they're a better team as well as being better individuals and that's so important do you know where we're going a quick break and then we're going to Chris a Celtic fan in Govan the Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy for your free energy home survey and bespoke quote call 0800 233 5788 let's go so let's go to Govan we've got Andy Walker Barry Ferguson and me Paul Cooney hi Chris good evening Ah, good evening, lads. How are we? Yeah, really good. Thank good, you. Good, Chris. How yeah. are you? Ah, not bad, not bad. Um, it was more just obviously big CCVs out tomorrow for Celtic. It's just who you guys think will 
first of all, partner Liam Scales at centre half. Who would you I like to see? We, who who would I like to see is possibly different from who will start? I think he'll start Stephen Wells, who's not put a foot wrong, but I would prefer Lager Bielka, I think. But I think he'll go with Stephen Welsh. I don't know what you guys think. Andy? Yeah, I think he'll go with Stephen Welsh as well. Uh, it just seems, you just get the feeling that uh, navrovsky has been nowhere to be seen. I thought when Lager Bielka came on in the European uh, game and scored that uh, last-minute winner, you thought he, he might be involved again, but he was immediately, you know, been from the squad. So um, no, I don't. I just maybe one of those where the manager just does not fancy him, and um, obviously the um, you know getting him in the door was maybe before Brendan Rodgers got there, and there seems to be a good number of players that uh, you know Brendan doesn't fancy. So I I don't know how the I don't know how it works there at the moment with the way that players are coming in. I think what is absolutely clear Chris is that um, Celtic need to strengthen again in that department they spent a lot of money in the summer but it certainly hasn't worked out I don't I don't see either Lager Bielka or Navroski having a, a future there Barry if you were choosing the Celtic team who would you play? I think it'll be Welsh yep um, I, I think after Andy just um, said there after he scored the goal in the European game you're thinking right this could kick start his, his Celtic career but he wasn't even involved in the 18 um, the, the the game after, um, but he clearly he fancies Welsh over um, Lager Belka. Navroski, I think is he still injured? I don't even know if he's back fit or not. Um, but, he's been on the bench a couple of times, Barry. Yeah, he's been on the bench as Chris has just mentioned there. But it's clear that they've spent a lot of money on them. But Brendan Rodgers, in my eyes, rates um, Welsh more than yeah. he does uh, both the players that I've just mentioned. What else are you thinking ahead of the game, Chris? To be honest, it's one of these games where, as everyone says, it's an old cliche, you know, the form book goes out the window. But what, what I would say is, and I don't know if um, Andy and you, uh, Barry will, uh, will agree with me, if there's any possibility that Rio Hatati and Leila Bada are both even 70-80% fit, they've got to be on the bench, at least. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that. I just think that Hatati's one of those players, he can change a game and control the game. A wee bit like Callum McGregor. And well, I think the, a bad that offers you a different sort of wide player. Chris, there will come a time when they come back to full fitness. It would be very difficult to imagine them starting the game, but if they were ready for, you know, for 20 minutes, for half an hour, whether that's Celtic trying to consolidate or whether it's Celtic trying to, you know, get back in the game or go for a win, um, I, I agree with you. A bad makes, he makes Celtic tick. There's just a a chemistry with him and McGregor and O'Reilly in the middle of the park that looked so good at times last season and um, Abada is another one a bit like Kyogo he's got this tremendous record in this big game so uh, any time he's he's fitting well you would welcome him back into the team Barry do you agree about Abada? Per- personally <laughs> I hope both of them are involved but sure. look, I, I think both of them if they've trained today and they've mm-hmm. come through the session I think they'll be certainly on the bench and they're two players that, that um, they're quality players Abada he's a goal scoring wide player that are really hard to find and Hitati when he's fully fit in my eyes he's a, he's a top midfield player Chris mentioned uh, you know the form goes out the window is that true? and I'm thinking yeah of, I've, it's yeah. been the case a number of times when I've yeah. went into uh, these games when we have in between both um, both old firm games that we have won eight in a row and Celtic maybe have won five and lost one and drew a couple 
you go in as favourites and obviously you come away with a defeat. Um, I, I do see it. It's who turns up in the day. It's who wants it more. Who brings the most quality of the game that generally wins. Huge for Philip Kimlong as well, isn't it, when you think about it? Because, you know, people forget Michael Beale was doing well at the beginning and then he hit the uh, Another thing Celtic. that I wouldn't get too carried away with is, is Celtic's form over the last few weeks. Really? I wouldn't look and think, be overconfident. you still got to look at the Celtic team and there is quality and there's players that can hurt you. But I do think with the new manager being in place, I think he does respect what he's coming up against yeah. and I think that's important. He's passed every test, hasn't he? He's he's improved Rangers, some of the individuals. He's improved them as a team. He's won such a difficult away match in Europe. Um, and he's won a, a trophy, of course. And now you come to the biggest away test of all. Can you go to Parkhead? Can you play? Obviously, no fans there. We've spoken about that yeah. before. But um, this is the biggest test that he will face in the short time he's been there. What about the fans? What about the atmosphere? Here's Brendan Rodgers. It does. It does. It, if it rolls down out of the, the stands onto the field, it can it can be a great boost for the players. That emotion, that real positivity. It's um, yeah. It, it's something that, like you say, we Celtic is all about that. You know that that relationship between the supporters and the, and the players and and that encouragement. So uh, so yeah. So to feel that, I still think the game is is best whenever there's uh, away support there. That that's my honest take on it. But. It's our turn to play at home with all our supporters and we will relish that. Yep, Chris, I think everyone agrees oh. here. Yep, we'd love to see yeah. the opposition fans. Look look at the other night. Yeah, I'm just about yeah. to say, you, you took the words out of yes. my mouth. I'm sure Chris watched the game, I'm sure Andy watched the game, I'm sure, I'm sure you watched the game. I watched mm -hmm. the Hibs Hearts and there was 4,000 mm -hmm. Hearts fans um, and I thought the atmosphere was was brilliant. Obviously, you're watching on telly, TV, sorry, you're not at the actual game, but listen, it brings so much to... Uh, these these derby games, old firm games, um, and it's listen. It's just sad in my eyes that it's not the way it was six seven years ago. Chris, what are you thinking on that for tomorrow? Well, you guys obviously already know my opinion on it. As I say, I've been I've been yeah. on before about it. I, I, you know me. I, I would prefer you know there to be Rangers fans there yeah. because, as I say, and it's not just it's not just for me. I'll actually be at the game tomorrow. I'm going to the game, so. But it's not just for being at the game. I'm thinking about the neutral fan who maybe doesn't follow Celtic Rangers, yep. doesn't maybe lives in England, doesn't watch a lot of Scottish football, and they must be looking at that, going, "Look at that! You get Man City, Man United fans, Man City, Man United Liverpool, and they can't let Rangers fans." And it's just yeah. it, the, the two clubs have to sit down and just sort it out. And Ian Crocker. <laughs> Is he really neutral? I know he is. I worked with him years he's, ago. I'm joking. Isn't he's he? absolutely there, neutral. There is I, the ultimate neutral, isn't he? I, I know that he, <laughs> it's a great shame for him as well yeah. because he enjoys the yeah. the colour of it all. And which, listen, I think the, I think the truth is they cannot stand the sight of one another. The people yeah. that make the decisions, and it's going to be some time before yeah. it is fixed. But I'm sure Barry's the same. I've had that experience. I've been to I've been to Ibrox and I've scored in at the, the Celtic end. It's one of the the great moments of your of your career, and it's always good to go into the the lines then, knowing that you have uh, some supporters there that uh, are obviously wanting you to to win, and it's it's a great spectacle for um, the whole of Britain and beyond, and it's such a pity that both clubs just seem to want to water it down. Was that eighty eight at Ibrox when there was a that full, was yeah. eighty seven eighty seven when, when yeah. Frank was on his best behaviour and told uh, Billy he would be a big player that day and he gets sent off after about 20 of course minutes. Frank McAvenny <laughs> Chris what's going to happen tomorrow? 
Oh, they are, well, I better go off that fence. Don't want it getting too picky. See, to be honest, it's one of those. I would, I, I would love to see a Celtic win. I think, obviously, I'd love, I'd love a Celtic win. You know, I think Celtic two, two one. I would say two one. And is Kyogo going to get a goal? I mean, he did score last week, of course. Do you think he's going to get the right supply? As as long as as long as you get the right supply to your strikers, they'll always have a chance of scoring. You know. But to be honest, as 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 a Celtic fan, you know, I wouldn't really care, you know, if it came off Greg Taylor's, you know, yep. right foot and went in a goal. I really don't care. Somebody puts it behind Jack Butland, I don't really care. <laughs> Chris, thanks very much for calling. All the best. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. A wry smell, as you would expect from the Rangers legend, Barry Ferguson. There's nothing like this game, isn't there? Not I love to hear it's the best. both sides. Yeah. It's the best game. It's even better when you win. <laughs> Believe me, I've been in the. Yeah. I've suffered the the bad side of it when you suffer a a, a defeat, and um, it's tough to take. Uh, but th- these games, Paul, I was so lucky to play in so many, um, and the atmospheres, and and come up against some unbelievable players, and also play against uh, sorry, play beside some unbelievable players. Are Rangers the form team looking at the two, Andy? Or is Rangers it? have been very impressive, yeah. I think, uh, just in general since Clement has come in. And um, you know, Celtic haven't had... They just haven't found that sparkle that we know that they are capable of. I, I think a number of players have been not on their best form, but they've got a lot of match winners. They're at home tomorrow. Um, they'll be roared on by the, the home crowd. Uh, and again, I know from experience they can put a yard on your stride when you're when you're yep. looking for it. And uh, you've obviously got a couple of goalkeepers there who are, um, you know, they're in top form. Yeah, just looking at the stats there on Sky Hart versus Butland, thirteen goals conceded in Joe Hart, and for Butland, eight goals. Maybe it tells you the story of recent times. Two brilliant goalkeepers. Big Joe has had a you, bit of criticism. Yeah, but you been, need goalkeepers yeah. to come up with big moments yeah. to give you that uh, foundation if you can still keep it at 0-0. It allows your, your teammates to try and nick it at the other end and uh, goalkeepers are important in this game. Let's hear Brendan Rogers' take on the opposition tomorrow. Yeah, I think Philippe's done very well since coming in. Um, I think you, you see he's come in with experience and, and common sense in terms of setting up the team, uh, all the players working together, know their job, and uh, and you can see they benefit from that. So they've got good players, and uh, but I, as I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game because it should be a football game. The last numbers of weeks we've played a lot against back fives and and teams sitting low in the field. This should be hopefully a really good football game. And uh, but but in terms of him, he's come in and uh, yeah, did very well. Interesting there, he's saying that, you know, a chance to play. It's not the low block, probably, that you get against many other teams if you're Celtic or Rangers. Is it going to be open play tomorrow? Yeah, generally when, when teams come to Ibrooks or yeah. Celtic Park, they sit behind the ball on the 18-yard line. Um, I think Rangers are set up better defensively. They're more solid, more compact. They're really well organised. When, when they break forward, you can see that there's been a lot of work done behind the ball. As before with Michael Beale, it was very open and they were easy to hit in the counter-attack. They're not so much like that now under Philip Clement. You can see the differences. He's definitely made a difference to the, the, the team. And listen, it's like anything. When you win games, it breeds confidence. And certainly the Rangers players at this moment in time are high on confidence. Here's Cyril Dezer speaking about the form of Rangers at the moment. Um, as I said before, like uh, as a team... 
I think we're playing more fluently now. Uh, we get more more attacks rolling, uh, more chances, um, and and I think for myself, I got uh, I got I got a little bit more confidence. Uh, I got into a better form. I'm still growing. Uh, there's still uh, I think a lot more to come. Um, and then yeah, once as a striker, you know how it works. Once you get the the goals going and and you can follow them up, then normally they they, they keep going. So. And his frame of mind at the moment going into the game? Um, no, definitely. Uh, the start was pretty rocky uh, individually, but uh, as well as a team. Um, but yeah, you can see uh, if you look at the results the last two months, um, yeah, the team is improving, I'm improving, uh, and we're in a good place right now. Yeah, obviously that's the contrast from the way it was then. Very different from the game. Um, what, a few months ago, Andy, when Celtic went in as the underdogs is that the right thing to say they were treble winners at the time but uh, great expectations in the Rangers team but it didn't happen yeah and you've always you've got to remember as well Brendan Rodgers his record in this game I know that Rangers weren't at their best when he was first uh, at the club but uh, you've just saw there that uh, he's had 14 games and he's won 11 of them against Rangers so I think that it tells you that he's got uh, a bit of experience in this fixture you've got new players who want to make their mark I mean we saw Hatati made his mark immediately when, when he signed and played in this game. Who knows if it's the turn of Paolo Bernardo tomorrow, can he build on that goal that he got at Dens Park? Can you see a bit of um, a bit of magic from O'Reilly and McGregor and Kyogo back in form? But I think Celtic will know they're in a game because Rangers, I, I was just so impressed with them going to Seville and getting a, a victory there to top that, that group. That was a, a really difficult game and they, they played well and they've got so much pace. Mark's been on the socials saying, is Mikey Johnson in the mix? For, well, he's in the mix. Could you see him start tomorrow, Andy? I know you don't I think don't he think will. So. No. Um, I don't think so. I just think uh, the, the players that Brendan Rodgers will trust will be Palmer, who I think is, is coming on to a good game. He's got some good assists. He's got some good play. Uh, Kyogo's a, a definite starter. And Maida's just a, it's an absolute workhorse. And he'll, he'll obviously give... Um, you know, Tavernier a bit of a problem or Barisic, whatever side he plays on. Undoubtedly, Barry Celtic missed Maida when he was out there injured. Yeah, um, not just going forward, Paul. It, it, defensively, he, he does a brilliant shift for the, the team. He, he looked a bit rusty at, at Den's part, but that's natural when you, you miss so many games. But getting that, what was it, 65, 70 minutes under his belt will do him the world of good. And uh, yeah, if he's fit and ready for me, he's a definite starter in the Celtic eleven. Here's a bit more from Callum McGregor. Yeah, well, that's it. It's football. It's it's uh, when you're when you're doing well, then of course there's a there's a bounce and you're getting results. Then you know everybody feels good about themselves. You know the one thing about us as football players is we want to win every game, and when you don't, you feel that disappointment, and so, and so do the supporters. You know they, they live and breathe the club, and and that's why they're so disappointed when you don't get positive results. So, you know, hopefully they've seen a team in the last couple of weeks that. I've been hungry to rectify what happened previously um, but we have to continue to show that, that we're hurt from what happened a couple of weeks ago and, and that has to be the mantra between now and the end of the season that every time we go on the pitch you know, we're fighting for ourselves and we're fighting for the supporters and like I said the next game is, is a big opportunity for us to show that um, naturally they'll be excited because of the type of fixture that it is but um, like I say we, we have to show every time we go on the pitch now that, that we're hurting from what happened a couple of weeks ago and we have to show that we want to put it right as well. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! That we're in a marathon, that the, the players are 
progressing, their stride is getting better and better, their tempo is getting better and better, and, um, and we need to continue that way. And that's our next step in this uh, marathon of 38 games in the league. Okay, it's a, it's a clear story also for everybody to understand. That's why. Yeah, yeah, but but for performance as well, it's it's important. We we come off the back of two really good wins and much more like the urgency and intensity, especially the last game against Dundee, which could have been a really really uh, tricky game for us because Tony's done a great job there with Dundee. But uh, we went up there and and really dominated the game. Virtually gave no opportunities away in the game. And uh, and we're relentless in our attacking mentality. So, uh, so yeah. So we go into the game in a in a good place, and we want to continue with that. Barry, who would have thought a couple of months ago there would just be five points in it, Rangers two games in hand. It looked as though Celtic could have been um, almost out of sight by the turn of the year. Yeah, have you told me this was going to be the case? As you mentioned there, Paul, a couple of months ago, I would have um, looked at you in a, a strange <laughs> way. But that's the way football works. Celtic have had a few tricky results. Rangers have have been in real good form under the new manager. Um, and now this is probably, no, probably this is his biggest test tomorrow at 12.30 at Celtic Park. And this is where the players really need to stand up and be counted and show that they are serious about winning this league title this season. What was it like, Andy, the night before an old firm game, the Glasgow Derby? How well, did you prepare? Do you know I quite liked the nerves? Yeah. You know, you maybe didn't sleep as easy, but that was good. You know, it focused your mind and you, you couldn't wait just to, to get to the ground, just to, to feel it all. And there were times you went in, you were the apparently the better side, you were confident. There were other times you, you were going to the game and you were big underdogs and you, you needed a big performance. So all of those things it just makes it a without doubt the best fixture I ever played in it was truly magnificent and the, the memories were, were great just to play with play with some great teammates have some really good victories have some unexpected victories obviously you're you're always going to have uh, one or two of the extreme lows and I had a few of them so um, yeah I just loved it it was a marvellous game Barry is it a bit like Christmas Eve just before it <laughs> yeah I, I, I'll be honest with you every single game I tossed and turned and never really slept well. Um, as soon as I could get up, I got up and um, down for breakfast. I, I've, I very rarely ate as well. Um, just nerves, as Andy says it. And you know what? I had to feel nervous. That uh, you've got to feel the nerves and butterflies. And I was just desperate for to line up in that tunnel and get out and, and hear the the whistle go. He, he kicked the game off, and that was you. You were. The destiny was up to you whether you, you got the result or, or you didn't get the result. And I always thought about the fans, whether it was at home, right? You want to send them home happy. And then have you suffered defeat? It was like, oh, I need to go to the petrol station. Uh, the more <laughs> I need to go to the shops and, and take yeah. a, a bit of stick. But listen, that's the beauty of the game. It's a, a brilliant game to play in. And as Andy just mentioned, so lucky to be involved in so many. When you're away from home then, when you came to Celtic Park, what was it like when you got out the coach then? So the, the, the be some Rangers fans around, but yeah, mainly yeah, Celtic fans there. was a few boos yeah. or whatever, and genuinely when I got off the bus, it got a bit louder, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, that is what it is. You, you yeah. take it, it's party. Party, it was good banter. It, there was never anything serious happened, but yeah. I, I took it in good nature. It's a, a compliment, really. Yep. Um, and then walking in the, through the front doors, it was just a case of, right, get in, get ready, and get ready for battle 
Andy, when you arrived at Ibrox, just a short walk, isn't it? Straight. You're See, right that, to the that's front the easiest door. walk. That's it, a it short, is, short yeah. walk. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I always remember Billy, uh, Billy McNeil saying, just make sure you you stand tall, puff your right. chest out, mm. make sure you. As he did. As he did uh, all the time. And many, many uh, you know, we tended to <laughs> go with our uh, club blazer on yeah. and uh, mm. just make sure you. Yeah, everyone knows who you're representing. It was always good advice. Should we take more calls? Andy Marvelous. Walker, Barry Ferguson, and here's Paul, a big Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, Barry. Hi, Andy. Yeah. Good to be hey, on the show. Yeah, good to hear you. So, how are you feeling for the game tomorrow? <laughs> I heard Barry saying there a bit, well, as a player, it must have been worse, but because as a fan, I'm, I'm, <laughs> my, the butterflies are starting. Yeah. Um, excitement as well, you know, like, I think we're playing really well. Excited to see how Clement lines up and, and, and this is, I phoned in your show a while back saying Clermont's acid test for me as a fan anyway mm-hmm. um, would be the game, the League Cup final um, and, yep. and Job done. Parkhead. Yep. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I think you know, this is where Bielfield, the big games, I mean, Clermont's took us over to Safil. I, I didn't think, I, I phoned in your show and I didn't think we would we'd get a result over there and we did. Um, so I'm so, optimistic, we bit nervous as well, but What's your question to Andy and Barry? Aye, so like any new signs we get in, I've always think there's going to be the next superstar, you know. So, but my my only point is, I suppose, no, we had Aaron Ramsey and we had the guy Diallo, I think it is, um, with big price tags coming from down south. Now they're overinflated prices. I mean, they're they're, they're nonsense prices in Mafia, right? And I'm just, I'm just surprised we didn't go for Shankland. I know, I know, there's maybe a bit of money to put in there, but. This guy's come up and I've looked, I've looked at his Wikipedia page to see the goal scored and it's not a great goal record he's got. But uh, you're surprised about Shankland, but Barry, you're not saying the Shankland thing. No, I, I yeah. still think they'll sign a, a centre forward and I, I'd be surprised if it's not Shankland. The, the, the thing about um, Fabio Silva is he, he's not just a number nine, he can play in the 10 position and he can play in the left and right side. Um, so he can play anywhere in the front four, which I think is important because... You're obviously missing a few number nines through injury and Sima is going to be away to the African Cup yeah. of Nations. So he can play um, in that left side or he can play in the right side. But I still 100% believe that Rangers will sign another forward um, because you've got Danilo out for a couple of months still. You've got Kemar Roof out for two or three months. Um, so they're low numbers up top. So I think another forward will be top his, his list when, when I saw Wills a few years ago and Silva was playing he played on the right hand side and he was he was good he was effective uh, obviously comfortable I think in any um, left right through the middle even um, he's, he's comfortable in any position up front but just good skill good ability can he produce it up here you know a lot of people have come up here and thought yeah I'll, uh, Scottish football that'll be a bit of a cakewalk yeah. um, it's not it's really sure. competitive and uh, you need to show that you've got the ability to to handle all the pressure. Paul, you're hearing it there from Barry. He reckons there'll be another striker and it could well be Lauren Shanklin. Stay with us. Sean's on, a big Rangers fan as well. Hi, Sean. All right, guys. How are you all doing? Hopefully you'll be good to you. Thank you very yeah, much. You, you too, too. Sean. Good man, Sean. Yep. What's in your mind, Sean? What's your question? See, to be honest, I think Shanklin will sign for Rangers next week. I think we'll get him for between two or three million. I think Shanklin will sign a two or three year contract and I think he'll be a Rangers player after next week. Are you related to him there? It's a bit of inf- I was, no. I was. I'd be his agent. <laughs> uh, Sean, you often get it right. You're the man that got it right on the 25 points. Sorry. Uh, 
you got yeah. it three years ago. So, what are you thinking for tomorrow? What kind of game is it going to be? I'll take a draw tomorrow. I'll take uh-huh. a one each, a two each. I'm a, I'm all a bit nervous, but I'm not doing score predictions. I usually do a score prediction, <laughs> but the old firm is withdrawn. You don't get score predictions. I'll just, I'll take any, any, any more than a point. It's a bonus for Rangers. Yeah. So you're not giving a prediction, but you give a prediction. You said no. it's going to be a draw <laughs> or anything better than a draw. Yeah, Paul, what yeah. do you think? What's your scoreline? Oh, Paul, you put me in the spot on. these. I get the ball wrong all the time. I'm going for 1-0 Rangers. And, and Lammers to score. Lammers. Sorry, Lammers, right, to score tomorrow. Lammers. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Sean? I don't think Lammers will score tomorrow, but I'll, I'll, if it happens, I'll take it. But I really don't think Lammers is a Rangers player. I wouldn't right. even play him again. Oh, Barry, what would you say? Is that a bit harsh on Lammers? But it's Sean's no, opinion. Listen, everybody's yeah. entitled to their opinion, Paul. I have no issue with that at all. Um, has he had a, a brilliant start to his Rangers career? No, he's not. Um, I don't think he'll start the game tomorrow. Um, but listen, you never know. He might get the opportunity to come on. and Listen, he might surprise a few people and, and get that goal. Let's hear the manager. Stay with us, guys. I want to ask you one other thing. Philip Clement was asked today, no Rangers fans at Celtic Park. No, in our hearts they will be there. Uh, it's a pity for football. I think it's 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 always better to have two sides. It creates also a certain atmosphere. I think uh, it's a pity for football, but it's decisions made above my head. Also, with knowing much more things that I know. So again, I try to control the controllable, the things that I can do. The things we need to do as a team, uh, with my staff, with the players, and the rest is is, is not important. Uh, we're not focused on that. We are focused on our football and uh, and the game that comes on the line. Now it should be Dave King. Dave, why did you do it? Why did you start all this? It's such a pity that it's happened. Don't know where we go with it now, Barry. Do you think it will change in time? Eventually, maybe next season, season after. I would hope so. If you're asking my honest opinion, it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon, Paul, which um, is sad, in my opinion. Andy? I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. And the, the other sad thing, of course, is you've got a, a governing body that can't exercise any guidance. They can't in- exercise their own rules. And it's really pathetic and it's petty and it's childish, but it's it's a part of Scottish football. It's Celtic and Rangers and... The only two who can fix it are the are the people uh, higher and in, in, involved in the club at a high level. Is the team who wins tomorrow going to win the title? I know there's a long, long way to go. Paul, what do you think? If if Celtic win tomorrow, is that the end of the dream? No, no I think I think Clement will do a bit, bit of business in January. If we get Lauren Shankland, what Barry said there, then we've got two old firms still to come. Two, two old firms still to come up, and plus. Yeah. No, we've nipped away at that lead and I think we'd, the good thing is we've got into the last 16 straight away so that's taken a, a bit of pressure off as well in Europe to be honest you know? so no, it's not going to define it I don't think I think the only thing I would say is if Celtic win I think it would be significant that's two uh, two games one at Ibrox one at Parkhead if, if they win both I just I, I can't see Celtic being as wasteful as they have been in the second half of the season when you think of the the points dropped against, you know, St. Johnson, Motherwell, Hibs, Kilmarnock, Hearts. Um, I, I can't see them being as wasteful. And if they win yet again uh, against Rangers, I think it tells you they've uh, they know how to win this big game, whether it's uh, home or away. 
And it's the same question. If Rangers win it and they then, well, it's in their hands then. Barry well, there'll, be, club, a, there'll, there'll yeah. be a horrible atmosphere inside the stadium. If you can imagine Rangers being one up and there was yeah. no one in the stadium to vent their fury at for the Celtic supporters other than the manager, the team, mm. the board, uh, themselves. Um, and that sometimes can be a part of the problem of having no away fans. And that's what happened at Ibrox, wasn't it? Barry, remember the, the toxic atmosphere the Rangers fans started in such great form mm -hmm. but then the Rangers actually started the game pretty well yeah, in the first five yeah. minutes on, on the front foot but it's key that Rangers if they go they have to make sure they get the first goal if not they come away 0-0 Sean can you imagine it if uh, Rangers do get that first goal tomorrow? I, I, I think Rangers if Rangers get the first goal tomorrow I'll, I'll say to Paul I'll say to Barry and I'll mm -hmm. say to Andy Rangers goes tomorrow first Barry we'll go in and win the game <laughs> I hope you're right I hope you're right Sean same time but see to be honest see before we go guys yep. I, I'm the same way uh, Andy Walker and that. I think we need to get that sorted for next season because it is embarrassment it's the biggest game in the world outside maybe, maybe Barcelona might be bigger but this is it's definitely the biggest derby in Britain. We need to get it sorted for next season. Two owners need to get a grip on ourselves because it's embarrassment. I know certain fans say, no, we don't want all opposite back in. No, get it back in because it's ruining uh, the old firm game. It's, it's sending a message. It's embarrassment because people watching this across across uh, the world, yeah. they must be like, what's going on there, man? I, it's, I, I certainly it's understand right. when uh, you know some of the the senior people at the clubs are talking about the safety of their own supporters. I mean, when you're working at that game and you see the away fans, whether it's Parkhead or Ibrox, when you see them uh, arriving at the ground, they're, they're almost uh, herded into the ground. Yeah. It's so early. You can't go anywhere. You're apparently getting pelted with all sorts during the game. We've seen pictures of people with, with, with blood running from their, their head, their face, whatever. Other things that are thrown at them that just can't even imagine and then you need to stay in afterwards and it's a terrible indictment yeah. on uh, you know what we do we're, we're our biggest game of the season we need to get back to the five or six thousand or whatever the way it used to be no question look that at the Hearts game Hibs Hearts terrible match but yeah. terrible match yeah. but look at the the scenes exactly afterwards it's a foot, uh, yeah. you, you want to play for the yeah. supporters they should be very high up on the list I just had me shaking shake my head <clears throat> watching that yep. Hibs Hearts game why can it not be like that in the old firm game Paul you said 2-1 Rangers who's who's going to score the winner for you oh, no I said 1-0 uh, oh 1-0 right I, I who's your that. scorer I said Lamb oh Lammers Lam so you did That's, I was so surprised by Lammers <laughs> uh, but listen hey you could be right Bert yeah. do you remember Bert Connerman uh, indeed yeah. Barry remember yeah I, I played in that game at, at Hamden yeah. <laughs> yep I couldn't believe my eyes. And he... <laughs> uh, there you go. Maybe Lightning will strike twice it'll be Lammers this time. Uh, I'll, so, I'll tell you a story about, about yeah. that game. I, I was covering that game live with STV and yeah. Archie, me and Archie were yeah. doing the, the commentary and it was my job to give man in the match. Uh -huh. So I gave it to I gave it to Barry. I was getting absolute dog's abuse from everyone for... You know, it was the first time I'd really felt this, you know, just intense... Uh, uh, this comment Dave. on whatever you were whatever you were talking about and then I got a call the next day from uh, Paul McStay and he said I thought Barry was a man of match as well oh, so yeah. that's well if Paul, if Paul thought yeah. that then uh, you know I backed up by the best there
Great to hear. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Sean. Um, Can I just Paul, say something yeah. about Bert Connor? I mean, he Please came do. in for a bit of flack at yeah. times, but yeah. I, I tell you, Bert was a good player. Bert a hell of a goal, that one. Yeah. What did you like about him? I just liked his mannerisms when he was getting a bit of a, a, a tough time. He just took it in his stride and that, that made me um, respect him even more. But he could play better on him and I, I thought he came in for unfair criticism at times. Um, good range of passing and listen, he scored some unbelievable goals. Quick break and then we're back 08 08 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 Let's go! Well, the weekend of football kicks off tonight and the Championship's a huge game. The Jags are heading up to, well, they'll be there at uh, Tannadice Dundee United against Partick Thistle. United did some damage against them in the league, of course, in Glasgow. But in the Cup, then the League Cup, then it was the other way around when Partick Thistle were there. One of your old clubs there? So yeah, Partick come on the Jags tonight. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big game for them. United have uh, faltered a little recent yeah. weeks. They look a bit vulnerable. Thistle have got a chance. Don't start Barry, he said at the start of the season, Wraith Rovers yeah. would win. I mean, who could possibly say Wraith Rovers? Yeah, I'm not saying you're right, but my goodness, they're, they're great the, to watch. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're in with a brilliant chance. Listen, there's still a lot of games to go, Paul, but when you watch Wraith Rovers, Ian Murray um, has got a real good team there. They play a good brandy of football and, and the difference in them is they've got match winners the top end of the pitch. Um, so, yeah, I, I still think it's going to get right down to the wire, but I still think Wraith Rovers um, will just pip Dundee United it's going to be some run in you enjoy the Friday nights lots of people yeah, go I, I, watch it I enjoy yeah. the championship yeah. um, listen it's a tough league to get out of and Dun United are obviously finding that Hearts have found it before in the past um, and there's a lot of good teams in there and I do enjoy going back after the show and sitting down with my dinner and, and watching the game Lots of messages coming in on the socials here at the Go Radio Football Show. Uh, here's uh, Daniel who's on saying, responding to our question about who's going to win, asking, do you think whoever wins, wins the league? So the winner tomorrow at three o'clock. I'll give them a better opportunity, but I still think there's a lot of football to go. There's still two old firm games to go. There's yeah. still a lot of football. You've seen the case with Celtic over the last four weeks that they've dropped some really surprising points. And that could happen. Um, it happens in football but whoever wins listen it will give them a a fair um, injection of confidence um, but I still believe that it'll go down to the wire Paul I think this is going to be one that's going to go down in the last couple of games of the season the, the makeup of the teams might change enormously with this mm -hmm. uh, January window I mean Rangers have already signed one you, you obviously expect Celtic to sign two, three maybe four Rangers might get another uh, couple in the, the makeup of the starting eleven for for both uh, sides might just change significantly. Were you surprised that Rangers uh, made the signing early, Andy? Is it is good PR coup? I mean, obviously he can't. He's not involved tomorrow, no, Silva. You, you, well, it's exactly. You've got a two-week break uh, after the games on the when is that? The second of uh, mm -hmm. January yep. when Rangers are at home at Kilmarnock, Celtic are away at St Mirren, um, and obviously we'll. Uh, you would expect a bit of business, a bit of movement done in those two weeks when when uh, 
you know, it's a bit quieter. Here's Flinney is on asking you, Andy, how much of a risk is it to throw in players into a game like this who haven't played for months? I get it, he's talking, I think he's talking about uh, Hatati and Abada. Yeah, just a huge risk. I mean, you, you're you're so aware now of, um, you know, people, uh, players and how they react to a, you know, a big load of, of work and they, they've done a lot of training and that only gets you so far. You need to play against... Uh, opposition you need to play against the. you need to get up to speed you need to get your fitness your sharpness and sometimes it is worth a bit of a gamble some players will handle it better than others but I can't see either a Bada or a Tati while it's great that they're getting back to full fitness I don't think either of them uh, even allowing for the fact that they've got a great record in this game I can't see either of them starting Adrenaline can get you through it uh, as well um, I missed uh, two or three weeks of uh, uh, football and I come back into um, an old firm game and I was fine up until about 60, 65 minutes and I hit an absolute brick wall um, and it was just adrenaline that got me through in the end um, but I can't see with the length of time that both Abad and Hitati have been out Paul I can't imagine either of them starting the game certainly I think they'll be on the bench and there's, there's quality players um, to bring off the bench with 15 or 20 to go. When you did play the 60, 65 minutes, did you I feel... I played the full game, I just... Oh, right. Yeah, it was yeah, just... After the hour, you felt... Yeah, I just looked at the clock, I thought, wow, still 30 <laughs> minutes to go but here. Walter disagreed or Alec I'd, McLeish. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think it was under um, Alec. Yep. Um, mm. How am I going to get through it? But listen, your teammates drag you through it, you you drag yourself through it. just need to bite down and, and knuckle down and um, as I said your adrenaline eventually gets you through the game Leon Mack has been on the social saying do you think it's time for both teams to stop being so childish about no away fans we've discussed it we do we've yeah. discussed it we can only hope yeah. that uh, it changes but um, it doesn't look anytime soon for me the fans should let their club know shouldn't they as well you yeah. often say that Andy there's no there should be leadership that, from the governing body but they only came in at the last yeah. minute not only but they came in late about the uh, no miking of Nick Montgomery the other day that seemed I mean, yeah that was SFA stepping day. in there was some sort of rule but um, you know these things I think uh, supporters enjoy when you're when you're watching it on telly you're not at the ground but when you're getting a, a different kind of insight into what happens in the dressing room just even seeing the, the facial expression, it's I think it adds to the, the enjoyment of the viewer. And Barry, you spoke about it earlier with uh, Sean and Paul, but you don't see it changing for a while, if no, it does. Sadly, I don't. Um, I, I would love to think that the, <coughs> the hierarchy can get themselves around a table and bang their heads together and try and sort it out, but I can't see it, Paul. You need, a, you need a willingness as yeah. well. On, on, on the part of both clubs there doesn't seem to be a willingness on either of them to, to sort it if I was Sky I, I would I, I use the leverage that, yeah, yeah, you, yeah I wouldn't have it mm. I, I, you'd be saying we need opposition fans in there look this they're not doing football this is not about Sky people in general you don't do it just because you love football you do it to build audience build brands build sponsorship and they should say yeah. we need you know a bank of opposition fans here, not seven or eight hundred. I think Celtic are right not to um, get, give opposition fans, Rangers fans, the tickets tomorrow. I think it's too dangerous for them. And the same at Celtic Park. You mentioned it ten minutes ago, Andy. But get them back in in big numbers. But you need the authorities and Sky to well, that's have way, the way above my peak yeah, period. But sure. I think they, like everyone else, they would want to have just a, a better, brighter, more colourful yeah. fixture to to broadcast. For sure. Other question here, before we go back on the lines, here's Scott B saying, is Brendan's job under threat if Celtic lose tomorrow? 
I don't think so. He's certainly under more pressure because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, they've just been so wasteful. It's been unexpected to see the the amount of points that have been dropped. The you know the home to uh, defeat from from Hearts, I think, was a painful one because it was on the back of uh, the defeat away to Kilmarnock, which was a really poor performance, and you know it's drawn a, an apology from uh, Brendan Rodgers and. It just seemed to be the case for a while there that some of the players weren't weren't playing for him, and it's it was a bad vibe that was being given out. I mean, I thought Celtic were were very good against Dundee, uh, but that's Dundee. And it's away from home. This is tomorrow in front of your own support, and this is where you want to make things happen against uh, your uh, your big rivals. Five points in it at the top. We thought it would be two points because Rangers should have played Ross County the other night. The game was postponed because. Uh, the Staggies couldn't get to Glasgow because of uh, Storm Herit. I get it. That, that was a disappointment, though, I would imagine. At first, some people thought, oh, Rangers won't want the game, but... No, I, personally, if I was playing, I would have wanted to play in the, the game. But listen, Ross County obviously couldn't get through. The, there was roads closed. The weather was horrendous up north. Um, but I'm sure Rangers, when they found out the game was um, cancelled around about lunchtime, I'm sure they would have done a, a very intense session on the Wednesday. Philip Clement was asked about it today. Yeah, I read some other things. Uh, I've seen also funny pictures uh, that I have a snow cannon and things like that. <laughs> I don't have, but it, it's getting funny in moments. Um, no, we were all disappointed. We're all in the bus on our way to the hotel. Uh, everybody was really focused and we wanted to play because, yeah, uh, although I think that the trainings are quite, quite good and quite fun also but the players always love to play games so everybody was disappointed that we could not play and did you have a view on it uh, about the fact that Ross County didn't come down the night before just one of those things I don't think there was anything sinister behind it I'm sure Rangers would have wanted to play the last thing you want to do is have a lot of games in hand to try and catch up I think it just puts a bit of added pressure you want to you want to play the games and obviously you want to win. You want the points in the bag. It does uh, put a bit of pressure on uh, whoever's chasing. But um, I'm sure Rangers would have wanted to play the other night. Does it take slight edge away from it if there is such a thing as a neutral? Because uh, there's two points, there's five points and there would have been just two well, if Rangers had won. I think, look at what Celtic did at Dundee. I think it gave them a bit of a boost. It gave them a bit of confidence. They played well. They were relentless in their, their attacking play. They had someone like Mikey Johnson who made a, a headline for himself. He's given himself a bit of a boost. I don't think it'll mean he'll start the game tomorrow, but you can be sure that he'll come on because he's he scored a couple of goals. Paolo Bernardo will probably retain his place because he looked a, a better player. So from Celtic having had the opportunity to play that game, I think it's helped our preparation for this one tomorrow. Brendan Rogers was asked, well, here's the question. There's always so much hype around this game. How much are you looking forward to it? Yeah, very much so. I always do. These are these are amazing games. It's it's such a, an iconic game uh, to be involved in. And uh, and obviously, got a great result at, at Ibrox earlier on the season. Now we're in front of our own supporters, so we're really excited by it. Philippe Clement was asked uh, if they win three points. Mm, I don't know. To be honest, that's my experience in those things. I know it's about three points, and it's it's of, of course a boost at that moment. But then three days later, you need to confirm the boost. And I've seen in the past well enough in my team or in other teams that people get an incredible boost and an incredible performance, 
and three days later they don't perform anymore because they were thinking about their boost. So then you lose. It's about three points. And on Tuesday again, about three points. No, game by game. And that's the story we need to do. I know that's the way to, to win things long term and not to be living from moment to moment or boost or, or to be down the moment that you, you lose somewhere points. What will happen along the way? But we go every game for the three points and uh, with all our energy, with all our enthusiasm and with, with our qualities. Barry, what are you thinking on that? Yeah, it's so cliche. That that's the way you've got to operate, Paul. You can't um, think down the line what, what's going to happen. You need to do what's uh, sort out what's in front of you, and what's in front of Rangers is going to Celtic Park and trying to come away with with, with three points. Um, so, listen, I like his attitude, and that's why I think because Rangers are in such good form and in a, a good um, a good place at this moment in time, I don't think the manager will let them get carried away with that, and I think that's important. Um, if you want to be successful and achieve things you need to keep your feet in the ground and level headed he's very level headed Andy isn't he from what we hear of Philip Clement yeah just uh, I've mentioned it so many times just yeah. calm measured mm. and it's the fact that uh, you can see a difference in Rangers play you can see them getting big results it's, it's a lot of pressure to go to Hamden and win the cup final it's a lot of pressure to go to Seville and beat uh, Batiste to get yourself through in the, the European stage and they've been big results, big games, big moments. And you've got another one tomorrow. He was asked today about his new <laughs> signing. Loan signing comes on Monday, 1st of January. Um, today he's been speaking about Fabio Silva. Yes, I'm happy about that because um, he didn't play too many minutes this season. So uh, we need time to, to get him into a good shape. Although his tests were, were quite good for uh, the minutes he played. So you see it's somebody who's been working on on himself, on his physical uh, abilities. Uh, so that's already positive. That's also what we got out of the talks we had with him last couple of weeks about his ambitions, about our ambitions also. And I think it's, um, it's a really clear sign also from the club, from everything, that players from with that reputation and quality want to come to Rangers. He's very motivated. And it's going to be interesting to uh, integrate him into the team. And in that way, it's, it's important that he comes early, uh, that we can give him a program during his winter break, that he, he has to do some stuff there that he knows. And afterwards, he will go with us to training camp. It's uh, seven days, 24 hours a day living together. So it will be really good for his uh, adaptation towards the rest. And Barry, I always remember you saying when a new face comes in, it uh, gives others a, a boost. I, I used to love it. Yeah. I used to love when the dressing room door opened and a new face was coming in and that's competition for places. Um, you, you look at the money we all spent a couple of years ago, £35 million. It's, um, he's coming with a big reputation. He's not played a lot of football this year. I think you'll see him play some part against Kilmarnock. They'll have a week off and then I think the training camp over in Spain will do the, the, the boy a world of good they'll get to know his teammates but also it's not a holiday they're going on um, they're going to train and they're going to train hard and make sure they hit that first game which is against the Barton in the Scottish Cup Rangers reported to be targeting a left back it's been mentioned you said earlier Barry they may well go for a left back couple of names in the frame today Philadelphia Union's Kai Wagner and PSV Eindhoven's Frederick Opegaard they're being scouted apparently so would there be any thoughts on either of those? Two? I don't know either of the players, yeah. but uh, Rangers need. I think they need options in the left back area. Uh, I think um, 
whenever you've got a big game, I think it's pretty automatic that you turn to Barisic. I don't think the the money that was spent on uh, Yilmaz, he, he doesn't look to be the the answer. I don't know whether he'll he'll stay at the club for for long, but it's going to be it's going to be on one of those positions where you want another option. Barry, left back. I think it is an area that Rangers would look to strengthen Barisic has come into final six months yeah. of his contract it doesn't look to me if there's going to be an extension look I, I could be totally wrong here um, Ridvan's come in he's played a few games I've still to be convinced if I'm being honest um, so I could see why that may be a, an area of the pitch that Rangers are, are looking to bring in um, a player and strengthen what are you thinking about them shaping up against each other so much from Rangers comes down the right doesn't it yeah, Tavernier's yeah. massive listen again I've said it plenty of times Paul I think he's been a scapegoat mm. over the years you just need to look at the guy's numbers in, in terms of goals I know a lot of them are penalties but listen Andy's been in this situation so far it's pressured situations you've got to hit the back of the net still and more often than not he does I think going forward he brings so much to Rangers defensively is it his strongest point? no it's not um, but I, I think overall since James Tavernier has been at Rangers I think he's been a brilliant player Andy so much is said about me got so much criticism for so long has that tide turned a bit this season? Yeah I think it has I think he's been uh, tremendous in his, his time here I know he's not won uh, a great deal but um, he adds so much to Rangers going forward the amount of times you see him inside the box getting on the end of a, a cross from, from Barisic you only have to look at the cup final Hamden and it's Barisic cross and it's uh, Tavernier who gets control fires it into the ground and all of a sudden he's a he's a match winner and um, I think it'll be a good contest I mean Greg Taylor will play tomorrow will it be Palma in front of him or, or Maida whoever it is you know the, uh, Greg Taylor will get forward a lot so whoever he's linking up with they, they really want to give uh, Tavernier a bit of a problem because Celtic will want to get to the byline get the ball across, give opportunities for Kyogo to finish. Celtic just can't be as wasteful as you said. Barry, look at the game against Dundee, first half. Yeah, I, I just don't think they're as ruthless as they have been in the past, if I'm being honest. I look at a lot of wide players now, just get the byline and get it across. They look, they look to turn back and play it back to the full back. And whatever. Once you get that half a yard... Get it across and supply your, your forwards with the, the opportunities to, to score goals. Today is the anniversary, really sad anniversary mm. of a player that you both know really well. Andy, you played alongside mm. the late great Phil O'Donnell 16 years ago today that he collapsed on the pitch at Fir Park. Uh, such a young man, such a great yeah. man, such a family man living in Hamilton. Yeah, think of Eileen yeah. and the rest of the family yeah. always on this day. I always remember in the early years when he had passed, we used to do a a walk from Motherwell's Fir Park to Celtic Park just to try and raise a bit of money, try and raise a bit of awareness of uh, the problem that uh, Phil had. But yeah, he was just a... He was, I remember him as a player, I remember him as a, t- a teammate, I remember him as a as a friend and just a... You know, like most guys involved in football, a, um, a funny bloke, a, a good company. I played in his debut when um, we played, uh, I think it was at uh, Fir Hill. Yeah. And Phil O'Donnell mm-hmm. scored two. Wow. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a lovely picture in the corner because it was me, Phil, and Tom Boyd. So yeah. that, that mother will 
Celtic connection course, when we, yeah. were, we were celebrating one of, one of Phil's goals. But yeah, always think of him, uh, think of him from time to time, but always especially at this time given the, the anniversary. And Barry, you knew him and he was a near neighbour as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, knew him pretty well. Uh, my wife, Margaret's good pals with, yeah. with Adeline. Um, so yeah, but 16 years, long time. Played against him a few times mm. as well. Good player, goal scoring midfielder, which I think's a a dying breed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he got his move down to Sheffield Wednesday, right. mm. and obviously come back up and finished his his uh, career off at, at Muddle. But um, it was his yeah, energy gone. at training there, Barry. I mean, yeah, yeah. he had a few injury problems over his year, yeah, over the years. Um, few knocks. Don't know whether it was a knee injury or whatever, but listen, he was a very good football player and, and taking away far too young. Far too young. Scotland cap as well, so mm. thoughts with the Phil, Phil O'Donnell's family. And a great yeah. moment for him to score for Motherwell in the, the cup final. Of course. That great yeah. game against Dundee United when the two brothers went to, together as managers. Right. But yeah. Phil played a, a major part in winning that for Motherwell. The 1991 cup final, May Brilliant. 91, I remember it well. Yep. So we're remembering Phil O'Donnell. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! It's not Christmas Eve, it's Eve of the big game. The derby tomorrow, Celtic against Rangers. 12.30 kick-off and we'll be on air from 12 noon. Tomorrow, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant will be with me, Paul Cooney. So we'll have the excellent coverage on Sky with uh, Ian Crocker. And uh, turn it down just a little bit, Andy. We used to hear you a little bit in the background. I would always be saying, oh, there's Andy and all the rest. But uh, I'll yeah. watch it through in Edinburgh tomorrow. I'm yes. going to the Hertz. Right. Hertz and uh, uh, Ross County. I wonder yeah. if I'll be entertained by uh, Ross County, given... Uh, oh, of course, Derek. Derek's comments yeah. recently, so... Will you interview him afterwards? I'll Should interview him afterwards yeah. and ask him uh, how well his team played. Hearts have been doing all right, haven't they? <laughs> the Hearts have been <laughs> yeah. doing all right, yeah. yeah. Beat Celtic and then that amazing victory, last kick of the ball with Shanklin the other night against Hibs. Tremendous stuff. Your old club Hibs, uh, it looked as though it was going to be a draw. But Yeah, just, I was hoping they yeah. could win that and maybe kickstart a, a better push for European football, but Hearts are in pole position now to uh, to finish third, it looks like. I would think so. Barry, it's Stephen Naismith, to be fair, mm-hmm. six weeks ago we were saying well, things are uh, not going well. Yep, and you've got to give yep. him credit. Where credit's due. He won managers of the month mm-hmm. um, and sometimes when you get that award, you... <laughs> He suffered defeats, but listen, he's, he's certainly his heart, heart's team's kicked on. Um, got some good players, but listen, the, the difference in my opinion is who I've been speaking about plenty of times in this, this station is Lorne Shanklin. Um, I'm sure he'll be desperate to keep a hold of him, but um, if he doesn't, I'm sure Nasey will have a, a plan in his head um, what to do about that, but they're in good form, Hearts. You would, you would go so far as to say they would really struggle to maintain yeah. that for third place if, if Shanklin goes and European football can can bring you a good bit of money mm. so um, just remains to be seen how how keen they are to, to do business and, and you're looking at that Hearts team Craig Gordon still no yeah. no been playing Craig Halkett who's a club yeah. captain yeah. Um, is just coming back for injury and Liam Boyce as well who I think is a, mm. a really good player so that's three players that could 100% strengthen Hearts wasn't that some save from Xander Clark? Yeah, brilliant penalty save. Strong. Yep. yep. I didn't realise he was six foot five. We spoke yep. about Butland yep. and Joe Hart mm-hmm. earlier. That's the moment that yeah. gives uh, Hearts the opportunity to, you know, to go on and win the game. He keeps that out. What a big save that was. 
and then you get Shankland with the last mm. kick of the ball. What a difference. We're trying to talk about Hearts and some other games, but it brings us back to the big match tomorrow. Andy, what are you thinking for the two keepers? So you two know your football so well. And if you sometimes early in the season, if you said about Joe Hart, people say, oh, people are too hard on him. He makes some great saves. He's been phenomenal. What do you feel about Joe Hart now? And in January, are they, going, are they going to sign somebody else? Well, I don't know if they'll sign one in January. It looks as though they're going to sign a, a, another goalkeeper for sure, maybe to be uh, the number one. But right now, it's undeniably it's Joe Hart and he's someone who's capable of of big moments himself. And um, arguably, I think Jack Butland has been the best signing of all the players that come in to, to Rangers in the summer. And... Um, he still looks the part and I'm, I'm sure he'll be under pressure tomorrow he'll be required to make a few saves Barry you've worked with both goalkeepers yeah and both goalkeepers have worked together um, at Birmingham um, I played with both of them um, Jack was obviously a young keeper coming through with huge potential Joe was the, the number one in loan from um, Man City mm. uh, and it'll be interesting to see what one comes out and top but in my eyes both are, are top class look Joe's come in for a fair bit of criticism if you mentioned Paul but look at some of the saves he's, he's pulled off um, I still think he's a top quality goalkeeper and Jack Butland um, I knew what Rangers were getting but my only worry was he hadn't played a lot of football but I tell you one thing he's come up and filled massive gloves um, he was under a bit of pressure Alan McGregor was a fantastic Rangers goalkeeper but he's been exceptional for Rangers this season Sliding doors moments just see on Sky there that moment when Lager Bielka got involved looked as though it was going to be a goal for Rangers Andy and uh, it didn't well, happen it, we've, we've spoken it, about it so often yeah. the uh, the influence of VAR and mm. how it can change uh, the course uh, of a game I didn't think it was a a big enough mistake for VAR to get involved you're really just looking at someone else giving their, their opinion mm. and um, that wasn't what we were sold at the, uh, at the presentation mm. but We've spoken about it a lot. I mean, I know that VAR will, will get involved tomorrow. Hopefully not a great deal. And there's, But whatever happens, I mean, you're guaranteed controversy in a yeah. Celtic Rangers game because we, we might debate a throw-in in the, the centre circle for the next three or four days. What way it went, it's, it's that type of game. But if you're Michael Beale, he must have watched that back dozens of times thinking that should have been a goal for Rangers and Barry it could have been a different story for him I know it's easy to pile in on Michael Beale he did a lot wrong but it's mainly his team just now that Philip Clement yeah and the is... difference in the team it's yeah. staggering what what a new manager um, can do initially you get that initial kick yeah. the two or three games but listen it's continued over, over 14 or, or 15 games um, but what I don't like is I don't like when people ask players yeah it's different and whatever it's listen sometimes the players have got to take a bit of responsibility I've always said that I know it falls on the manager's shoulders but it's a player's responsibility as well when they cross that white line Paul to produce performances and they weren't doing it um, I mean <laughs> 10 weeks ago I, I thought Rangers were in real trouble yeah. so the difference in them um, is, is night and day and that's clearly down to the the new manager and his, his team underneath him and, and these these players at this moment in time are full of confidence and playing really well but I keep going back to it this is a test the old test mm -hmm. tomorrow it sure is I remember months ago saying to you then when the new manager came in which is what just over two months ago uh, could they still be in the race and you say yeah the race isn't over and some people would think yeah Barry you are hoping obviously that." but really I could have seen two or three points yep. 
Getting back, I never imagined it would have been at this level, five with two games in in hand. Um, so, but Rangers need to grasp that opportunity now. Um, there's no point in doing all this hard work and obviously Celtic losing a few games to go and, and let it filter away. That they've got to. That was and, a big surprise for me. Yeah, just, they've got to try and maintain as it. As I mentioned earlier, just Celtic being so wasteful. Uh, Drop points so unexpectedly. I mean, Kilmarnock's a different, uh, difficult place to go, but you wouldn't expect Celtic to follow up a defeat at Kilmarnock at home at Hearts. You know, the, the, the draws against St Johnston and Motherwell and, and Hibs, I think. So uh, there's been a lot of points chucked away, which is really unexpected because managers do make a difference. Look at Ange Postacoglu. He came in and he changed the makeup of the team. He changed the pace of the team. He changed the the look of the team. Um some of the signings were a huge success, others not so much. But managers are, are so important. Players players can can be different animals under different individuals. Honestly, I can't see Celtic doing this again, what's happened over the last three or four weeks. So that's where Rangers need to be on it, on it 100%. So you reckon it's been a blip and they'll get back on? Yeah, generally you see teams throughout the season, I know over the, the past it's, it's not really happened to, to Celtic, yeah. but let's, Rangers have got to take control of the, the, the situation now with the, the silly points that Celtic have, uh, have dropped. Rangers need to make sure that they, they take full advantage of that. Could be the last time you see this Celtic team playing um, well, one more game after you know before the window, Andy. It's unusual, isn't it, that they've gone into a season, yeah. uh, a lot of signings in the summer, the projects, we know about it. Some of the big money was Navroski, Lagabielka. Yeah. They're not in the scene anymore. It's uh, it could be the last time. So you're getting you're trying to get yeah. a tune for Brendan Rodgers, elite manager. Look yep. at his record. He's getting a bit of stick as well. But you're speaking to players that you know may not be part of it as regularly come middle of January. Yeah, and it's an opportunity with this window for Celtic to get in a bit of physique if that's what they're lacking, a bit of um, a bit of experience, a bit of pedigree in some of the players. Not so much a project. We've heard um, we've heard Brendan Rodgers speak about that so often. And it's shaping up to be a really, really important January window, one of the, the most important that Celtic have had for some time because I think you can see the improvement in Rangers. And the last thing you want to do, you know, Celtic have got, a, I think, a huge financial muscle yep. over Rangers, but it doesn't mean anything unless you can get uh, the players on the part to make the difference. Have they the best player in the country at the moment, Matt O'Reilly? Yeah, I think in the first yeah. half of the season he would be my. If you stopped the the season tomorrow, he would be my choice as our player of the season. I think Jack Butland would run him close. I think Lauren Shankland would yep. would be up there. He's been so impressive in the early part of the season. I like the look of Mayovsky and what he's doing for for Aberdeen. Maybe not at the at the same level as uh, as Shankland, but um, you need players to be exceptional and for others to follow, for others to try and, and reach that level. And I think that's what you're getting at these clubs. Barry, I see Neil Lennon has said that uh, Matt O'Reilly is a £30 million player. I, I don't think as much as that. Um, but listen, he, he's been the best player in Scotland. He's been the most consistent. He's added goals to his game. Um, but I, I can see the reason why there's been certain clubs linked to him. Inter Milan, I think, last yeah. week. I would be absolute shocked if Celtic done business in January. I could see it happening in the summer. Um, but in terms of what you would get in from, I don't know, what, £15 million maybe? I mean, that's that's a decent bit of business when you bought them for 
one and a half, two million pound. Um, but certainly he's he's excelled this this season. Abdallah Sima came in in the summer on loan, and he's been called up today for the African Nations. Uh, uh, tournament, so he's going to be away, but it's good news for him. Um, but the manager, well, what was his reaction to it? Yeah, that's a mean one, to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm not happy that he's selected. No, uh, but I understand. I've been international myself, um, and for me, it was a great honor to play for my country. I was always really proud every time it happened. So I understand that it's really important for the players. There's also, as a club, as a manager, Nothing to do to go against it. It's strange to have a tournament during a season where you lose players. We're not the only team in the world in that way also. Not so. It's things you need to accept and to be happy for him that he gets the, the respect out of his country and from everybody, and he deserves also. We had good talks with the, with the Federation, so we made an agreement that he has to leave the 3rd of January. So he's still available for the 2nd of January for the game. So that was also important. So the respect is from both sides. Off then to join Senegal. It's part of playing at the top level, isn't it? You get called up. Yeah, he makes a good point as well. Rangers are not the only club that are going to um, lose players. Um, but I think he'll be a big miss. Um, no doubt about it. I think in that left-hand side, he's made that position his own. With simple, um, simply scoring goals and producing really good performances so yep he will be a big miss and that's one of the reasons as well where I think Silva he could play Andy says he's watched him at Wills he played in the right hand side I've seen a few games where he's played in the left hand side as well so he's adaptable and that's the reason why I think Rangers still will bring in another forward thinking player PC can we call him that Barry do you think he'd be okay Philippe Clement if we call him PC he was asked what's the best position for Silva uh, he will say in the team so that's uh, the good thing with him. He's a versatile player. He can play different positions. Um, and maybe we can use him also in different positions. But with the situation of uh, Dani out for a couple of months and, and Kemar, who will also be out next couple of weeks for sure, um, we don't have many numbers in the striking position. So that will be the main position first. And, of course, uh, Lauren Shanklin, look out for that one. He could be joining. You did wonder the other night when he scored that goal. It was just one of those moments you think, yeah, that's his farewell. A couple of more games to play, but he's some striker. Yeah, and the sign of a good player in my eyes when you don't have a particularly good game. You come up with um, a, a strike like that. He was kept quiet. Yeah, I thought his touch was a wee bit off, which generally this season he's, he's been on it. Um, but, listen, the, the goal... Backing in, brilliant striking play, and he takes into the box. And I, and I thought the finish. I mean, you could have two goalkeepers on that net, and they wouldn't have <laughs> wouldn't have saved that. Right in the top bin. He's he's one of the main reasons that Hearts are challenging. Without yeah. his goals, they'd be nowhere. And uh, I think every successful team, you want to have your your main striker scoring goals, scoring heavily, scoring regularly. You want that goal scoring threat from midfield. You maybe want one or two of your. Defenders chipping in with, with goals from free kicks from corners, and that's the it's the makeup of a successful team. We mentioned Brighton there, Abdallah Sima. What about Brighton's win against uh, Tottenham? Ange Postecoglou they were four down last night, weren't they? Four two four, at the end. Yeah, yeah, and they ran all over the top. Yeah. Tottenham was a right good game, and I think they are the benchmark for every mm. sort of um, you know just average sized mm. club. Provincial. But they yeah. 
they have been a club that have excelled in the transfer market. I don't think anyone has got a record like Brighton, and that's how that's how important they can be. The amount of money that they've generated in, in sales is yeah. truly astonishing. Wonder who's in charge at that end of the of the business, and you know him well, Barry. What a yeah, week, he's a, a big job part of it. Yep. Um, but they're, they're, the system that they use to bring in players, I mean, they're bringing players in for three or four million pounds and, and selling them on for 60, 70 million. Um, and Casido, yeah, who went to um, Chelsea, 109 million, I think his transfer Amazing. fee was three and a half million pounds. So, yep, it's a, it's a brilliant um, model. It's, a, it's an astonishing market down Isn't, there. Yeah. I mean, even Fabio Silva, 35 million and... You know, obviously Rangers can't go anywhere near that if they ever wanted to to try and take him on permanently. But the some of the fees that are paid down there are astronomical. What do they do in that case? Is it half the fees on? I'm assuming around eighty grand a week. Rangers maybe pick up half of that or whatever. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really know the, the ins and outs here, but yeah. if genuinely, if you're you're bringing a player in loan, you would normally. I think the deal would be 50% of his salary. Um, that, would, that would be a very accommodating mm. club that holds his registration yeah. if you're only going 50%. Of course. Okay. But, but who, okay. who knows? Wales don't need the money. Yeah. Got enough money. <laughs> and they do want him to play regular football. Yeah. That's what it, Gary uh, said. It yeah, helps sure. them. They want him to come back as an option. What about your old teammate? He'll be so disappointed last night. We're talking Mikel Arteta. Arsenal losing yeah, against but West Ham. I, I thought, look... Uh, me and Andy were talking before we, we, we come on the show. I, I know they had a lot of possession, but I thought West Ham thoroughly deserved their, their, their three points. It should have been three. They missed a penalty right at the death. Um, yep, Arsenal fans uh, weren't too happy, but you've got to give a lot of credit to David Moyes. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe the criticism yeah. he comes under. I, I heard him again today. Yeah, West Ham fans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's, I think he's just about to agree a two and a half year contract, and I think he deserves it. He's a he's a brilliant manager. Let, let's be honest with you. And I tell you what, he's got a right good team there. A lot of good players. With the way that they set up last night, uh, Arsenal on the break constantly. It was uh, it was a great set up. They had a great game plan. It worked. It worked so well. Great for a Glasgow boy, isn't it, Andy? Did you play alongside him for a little while? Did you no, just miss played, each other? I think I might yeah. have played against, against him. him. Maybe he was at Dunfermline, I think. Ah, right. yeah. um, but, uh, well, since he's Some, went into his managerial career at Preston, doing so well there, and then yeah. the the long spell at Everton, the where he was so six there. In yeah. fact, Arteta was was at Everton when, of course. Uh, That's right. when Moyes was there. That's right, he was yeah. his manager. Yeah. He's such a success, isn't he? And he took over from Sir Alex Ferguson. That was maybe, it was a poison chalice just too soon. Yeah, well, I thought he got yeah. a harsh deal at uh, Manchester yeah. United. A few of the players were uh, very naughty, weren't yeah, they? Um, yeah, it wasn't nice to see, but no. listen, he's, he, he got let go and I think he got a hefty payoff. He obviously went on to West Ham and then left West Ham and he's come back to... Mm to West Ham again and, and won them a European trophy and um, as I said his, his signings have um, over the, the course have been brilliant and watching them last night I just thought they were a, a really good team and he just he's a top manager there's, there's no one running away with it you know no. City have dropped points mm -hmm. although they did well at, at Everton the yep. other night Liverpool have dropped points they're yep. top uh, Spurs are still hanging around in there with the, with the Villa um, it's been a really good league it's been refreshing this year to to see a, a good number of them dropping points and no one 
no one being dominant and John McGinn of course scoring the first goal for Villa then they got yeah. a second goal looked as though they might do it but then Man United came back on it's fascinating he's the type of yeah. player that could play yeah. for Man United if Man United were on the up and up John McGinn could play for them and make a difference he is uh, absolute quality mm -hmm. Barry, you've often said he could go even further. Yeah, I, I think he can go into a, a bigger club, but look what um, Aston Villa are doing just yeah. now. Uh, would they want to leave? He's captain there, he's a real driving force. I think he's just signed a new long-term contract mm -hmm. no long ago. So, Yeah, but I watched that game as well. Aston Villa very good in the first half, second half. They just crumbled a bit, which um, Unai Emery will be, be dis disappointed about, but you've got to give man new credit. Um, they come back really well in the second half but when I watch Man United I don't enjoy watching Man United yeah they're not they've no. lost that well, but like Celtic they've lost their sparkle yeah. uh, a wee bit but is the sparkle back we'll find out tomorrow the darts are you into it guys Andy do you watch it I see this young sensation 16 year old everyone is talking he about look, he yeah. doesn't look 16 he doesn't does <laughs> no because I'd heard about the 16 year old then I see this yeah. uh not so young he does look much older but I thought you were talking about the presenter there <laughs> oh, no 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 Barry are you into the darts uh, yeah I don't mind watching yeah. it yeah I like when it gets down to the last 16 or last 8 <laughs> quick break and then we're going to get the moment that astonishing moment when we ask Barry and Andy who's going to win the game tomorrow <laughs> the Go Radio football show with global eco energy tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs let's go well, the great thing is there's nothing to worry about as you uh, get ready for the next part, part two of the festive season. Hope you had a great Christmas and stay with us here in Go Radio. It's going to be some fantastic music. See the news on the hour, keeping you up to date. And then the football show tomorrow. We're on from 12 noon. Barry looking excited already. We'll get his predictions along with Andy Walker for the games tomorrow let's uh, where will we kick off Aberdeen against St Mirren will we go there first Andy who do you fancy on this one yeah I've been impressed with the way Aberdeen have uh, bounced back and I expect them to get a home win tomorrow St Mirren have fallen away a bit just since their early season form and uh, I think Aberdeen can do it I'm going for 2-0 uh, Aberdeen is it a Mayofsky goal Maybe Mayofsky Duke yeah yep, the two of them double right. eye Barry what do you reckon yeah, I think Aberdeen will have too much quality. St Mirren are going through a, a difficult period. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Aberdeen to win this pretty convincingly 3-1. Aberdeen, of course, only 19 points, but they're way behind. They've only played 16 games, so it's going to be quite a schedule for them. Are they going to finish top six? Barry, what do you think? Yeah, they should with the, yeah. the players and the budget they have. Yeah. Um, I think that's a must um, for Aberdeen, but they need to start, obviously getting results uh, which they have done over the last couple of weeks and obviously the games they, they have in hand they need to make sure they, they get the wins daft question that's what Barry was basically saying there Andy um, could they be third or are Hearts going to be too strong or Kelly um, I think Hearts are the favourites but obviously a lot depends on the future of Shankland if, if he stays at Hearts then he'll keep scoring goals to, to make the difference between as he did the other night between a draw and a and a victory so that is so important to them um, and I think Hearts at uh, are we talking about Hearts Ross County? Um, I think so yeah right, let's so do that Hearts Ross County I yeah. I'm going to that game uh, tomorrow and I fancy yeah. the Hearts to, to follow up that victory against Hibs with, with another one in great form what do you reckon Barry? Hearts Ross County? yeah I think Hearts will uh, I'll, um, win this by a right few goals Ross County I've been idle for a, 
a few games Paul um, as a player it's not an ideal situation I think Hearts will take a lot of confidence for the win against Hibs at Easter Road so for me Hearts 3 Ross County nil. So what about uh, Derek McInnes up against Tony Doherty so Kilmarnock Dundee Barry? Yeah I, I think I mean, I mean the job at Dell's done Dell's one of these managers where they yeah. come in and obviously got them promoted last year it's just a, a building process that Dell seems to do he done similar to Aberdeen takes his time and I think he's built um, a good squad now he's got match winners I, I really like the, the two wide boys Armstrong and Kennedy and he's got a bit of physical presence up top with Vassell um, and Dundee look Tony Dock he's ex-assistant good pals mm. But I think Kilmarnock on the artificial surface um, will be too good for Dundee. So I'm going to go 2-0 Kilmarnock. When you think Kilmarnock went to the very last game of last season and it was still in doubt whether they were going to be in the playoffs or not, um, they've changed that around this time round. They look as though they're, they're pretty comfortable in the top six and that's why I think they'll win again tomorrow. I'm going for 1-0, Kelly. You're going 1-0. What about uh, away from the old firm? Arguably the most important game for the two managers is at Fair Park. Motherwell against yeah. Livy. Andy, your old team? I'm hoping and I do think Motherwell can do it. Um, eventually get that uh, dreadful run, uh, start to, to turn it around. 15, 16 games without a win. I think they can win at home tomorrow. It's such a big game. It would put a massive gap between themselves and Livingston. Livingston would be cut adrift it would be a tall order for them to come back but also it would push Motherwell into a group of clubs that they could you know box away with to try and uh, they just want to survive they want to be they want to be sure they're third bottom at the at the very worst this season and then they can go again Barry what are you thinking for Park? I think this is going to be a nervy mm-hmm. nervy game I, I don't think it's going to be a nice game to watch um, I think it's going to be tight but I do think Motherwell We'll just nick it and I'm going to go 1-0 Motherwell. Go 1-0 Motherwell. Of course, that would put them in 19 points. And as you both said, it's, it is tight at the bottom, but suddenly you'd have Livy on 12 points, Motherwell on 19. And you do worry for David Martindale. He's in with, he's such a huge part of Livy yep. and what he's done. <clears throat> yeah, he's done a fantastic job. Let's not kid ourselves on um, here over a, the last number of years. Um They've been a horrible run. I know they get a point against um, St. Johnson on a night. But I, I fear for Livingston. I said that a few weeks ago, Paul, when I went through it to watch Livingston Rangers. It just wasn't a Livingston that you're used to watching. Normally they're really tough to break down and difficult to play against. Um, and I thought Rangers cruised it that day, which is very unlike um, Livingston. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a long season for Livy. Is there another game tomorrow? There sure is. Twelve thirty kickoff. Uh, Celtic against Rangers. Let's hear finally from the managers again. This is where we started the program. What's the latest on Cameron Carter-Vickers? Well, we can tell you he's not going to be playing. Yeah, he won't. Uh, he'll not be available for the next couple of games. So uh, not longer term, but uh, we probably won't see him until after the uh, the break. I always think it's an opportunity for for someone else. Like we we, we had it in the last game when Gustav and, and Liam Scales had played and, and committed to the team and um, and for the likes of Liam it was the making of him. So uh, so yeah, it's it, it's it's always a, a sadness whenever you lose a, a top player. Um but um, but like I say, hopefully it's it's not too too long a time. He'll be back after this uh, after this break and then uh, 
hopefully can stay clear of injury for the second part of the season. Andy, it's been part of the story of the season, hasn't it? No Hatati for much of it, Abada for most of it, and uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers. I mean, last season he was oh, he hardly missed a game, but this season he has had a couple of injuries. Yeah, just struggling to shake it all off, and um, you're dead right to highlight the fact that it gives someone another chance. It looks as though it's going to be Stephen Welsh, who's been there for a while, uh, alongside Liam Scales. I don't think any Celtic supporter could have imagined that as a, a centre-back partnership. But on a positive note, I think Celtic are getting a bit better. They're at home. I expect them to win. I expect another big performance from the likes of Kyogo, the captain Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly alongside them. And uh, who knows, maybe a, a, a match-winning performance from the likes of uh, Palma or Maeda. Rangers will be... Rangers will be good opponents, you know, they've they've gone to Seville, they've handled a really difficult away game and Celtic will know they're, they're, they're in for a, a real challenge tomorrow but to get the victory uh, might just push them on to, to better form, more consistent form and I just expect them to sign at least two or three players in the in the January window. The manager spoke today about the form which has been up and down but the last two games much better. Yeah, yeah. But for performance as well, it's it's important. We we come off the back of two really good wins and much more like the urgency and intensity, especially the last game against Dundee, which could have been a really, really uh, tricky game for us because Tony's done a great job there with Dundee. But uh, we went up there and, and really dominated the game, virtually gave no opportunities away in the game and, uh, and were relentless in our attacking mentality. So, uh, so yeah, so we go into the game in a, in a good place and... We want to continue with that. No Rangers fans there tomorrow. Maybe a bit more on that before the end. Just five minutes to go. Barry, we're coming to you. Let's hear from Philippe Clement. He spoke about his new signing, but he's not involved, of course, until the 1st of January, but he could be involved for the match with Kilmarnock. This was his team update for Rangers for tomorrow. I cannot answer really today because uh, some trend, but it's not sure yet if they will have a reaction or not. So that's why I, I don't want to say it too fast because otherwise people think that I play games, I don't like to play games. And to say that somebody's in, and then this afternoon he feels a little bit reaction from the training and we're not gonna do stupid risk to, to lose players for the rest of the season. So, um, so it's better to make the assessment tomorrow and, uh, and then it's clear. And he said, uh, no matter what happens tomorrow, there's a long way to go. That we're in the marathon, that the, the players are progressing, their stride is getting better and better. Their tempo is getting better and better. And, um, and we need to continue that way. And that's our next step in this uh, marathon of 38 games in the league. Okay, it's a, it's a clear story also for everybody to understand. That's why. 16 games, Barry, isn't it? Undefeated. He's yeah. only drawn, what, two of them? Yeah, it's, I mean, he's, he's made a huge difference. There's no doubt. I just think the mentality and the focus of this team uh, the difference and the swing and change uh, has been really, really impressive. Um, I think in half of the games, Paul, um, they've not played particularly well, but they're finding a way. They, they, they're, they're really solid. They don't concede a lot of goals. They're well organised, well drilled. Um, so you should be going to Celtic Park. Listen, you've got to be wary and respectful of what you're coming up against. You're coming up against still a, a good team. I know they've not been in the best of form. But there's still good quality in that that Celtic team. But I think Rangers now are a, a just a a different team, 
under Philip Clement and I think they can go there and, and come away with the three points I think it's going to be tough I do I really do think it's going to be tough it's going to be close but the big moments will count and I think Rangers will, will make it count and come away with the three points Many goals in it? Or... I, I'm, I'm humming and hawing between 1-0 <laughs> and 2-1 you can yeah. never really tell yeah. Paul sure. listen somebody could get sent off in the first minute yeah. you just mm. don't know Um and so cliche form does go out the window but there's a lot of good players in show and what I like about Rangers is I'll go back to it they're respectful of what they're coming up against and I like that I think that's important he's curious about the fixture and I think that's the way he puts it he was was asked what do you think it's going to be like yeah I'm curious to be honest because everybody's been talking about that already a long time a lot of people are saying it's a, it's, a, it's a game that's nowhere else in the world. It's that atmosphere. So I'm curious about that. Andy, he'll not be curious for long. <laughs> he won't see it at its best because you won't have a sizable away support. So you'll, you'll get an experience of it, but not the way uh, it should be, which is um, a great shame. But um, yeah, it'll certainly be different and he won't have experienced much like it. Who's going to be the key players then? Who will Celtic be thinking about from Rangers to really absolutely make sure that they don't give them any space? Yeah, I just think Celtic will be concerned about the pace that Rangers have got in their team. Seema has, I think, has been one of the the men um, in form recently. You, you've obviously always got to be aware of their fullbacks. I mean, the who's going to have the the better fullbacks tomorrow? Is it going to be Barisic or Tavernier or Taylor and Johnson? Because there's a lot of responsibility on the uh, the Celtic fullbacks to get forward and make a difference. I don't think they've been as effective under Brendan Rodgers as they were under Ange Postecoglou, but they still play a a big part in the game. And um, I just expect Celtic with home advantage to go over the line. And Rangers, who will they have to watch most intently? Stop Callum McGregor for dominating the the, the ball. Um, that, that's what you've got to do he's the first point of contact in terms of getting off the centre backs and starting the moves um, and I think uh, if you keep him quiet you've got a real good chance but also you've got the the pace and the movement of Maeda um, and Kyogo and obviously Matt O'Reilly just behind them so Rangers have got a few players that need to make sure that they, they keep quiet and don't affect the game that's the most important thing and then if Rangers do that I think they've got a brilliant chance of coming away with the three points. Nick Walsh, the referee tomorrow. Let's hope we're not speaking about him. He's a top referee, isn't he? He's got a good record in these games, Andy. He's mm. a referee and I don't think there's a standout in Scotland at the right. moment. I think they're all being affected by VAR and you know what they can do and what they can't do and then getting different opinions from people who are elsewhere. It's... Um, I don't think the standard of refereeing has been great. Let's go VAR light tomorrow. Let's hope there's not too much of it, Barry. Yeah, I hope it doesn't have an effect on the game, if I'm being honest. You going early to bed tonight, Barry, even though you're not playing tomorrow? No, I watch no. the football. Yeah. Have a week. You just see Barry going to bed in these Rangers jammies. <laughs> 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 you're not going for Christmas. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Uh, Get it in the yeah. socials. Yeah. <laughs> right, Barry, you mean Peter Grant, will he have his Celtic uh, jammies on tomorrow? He'll have his Celtic jammies on. He'll have his old uh, World Cups yeah, on his boots with the studs. <laughs> Andy, thanks so much. Thanks, Paul. And to you, Barry. Cheers. Andy, we'll see you uh, in the new year. Great, look forward to it. Barry, see you tomorrow at Cheers. 12. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Global Eco Energy are your renewable energy specialists. 
Working with Eco4 and Home Energy Scotland to offer grants and funding, we specialise in heat pump, solar and battery installations, as well as internal, external and cavity wall insulation. Prices starting from as little as £4,995 for solar PV and from £8,995 for a heat pump installation. For a free quote, free survey and to find out more about grants and funding options, call 0800 233 5788.